Okay, so Preston, you and I have both seen Watchmen, and uh, just like with Westworld, this is going to be the first episode of our uh, Preston and Carmine's Watchmen podcast, I guess. And uh, off the bat, I just gotta say, I've seen the movie, but back when I was in high school, almost 10 years ago when I was in high school. I'm 27 now. At the time of this recording, I'm 27. In eight days, I'll be 28. But uh, this is almost 10 years ago when I saw the movie. The movie was fairly long, not bad. I kind of enjoyed it. I I enjoy alternate Mm -hmm. reality in regards to the U.S., like um, Man in the High Castle, Amazon series, also pretty cool. I recommend it to you. Um, but Watchmen, I'm, I was surprised when HBO announced they were doing Watchmen because what could you really do with it? And I saw the first episode of this, yeah. and there's a lot they're doing with it. But the one thing they're there's really doing... There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. And the one thing they're really doing is definitely baiting. I feel like they, I feel like I was kind of baited, especially with how political the times we're living in are now. Mm. This is There's a lot of bait in here. Um, yeah. Well, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of bait. I want to say that, well, first off, I, I love... The, the creator, Damon uh, Lindelof. He did, he did Lost and he did The Leftovers. And I think the left, I think everything of The Leftovers, I, I love it. Oh, we know. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of uh, like, and, and Lost is a little, is a little it, The Leftovers is kind of like, imagine if you had The Lost, but things actually came together in the end with a satisfying conclusion. Well, like Lost, he kind of lost track of the story. But nonetheless, there's a lot of, those elements of like mystery and magical realism mm-hmm. and 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 things like like big mysteries which is not really that much about the original watchman series yes the original watchman is a, is a is a mystery in the sense that it's a who done it right um, but it's not to the same degree where we have things going on where we're like that are clearly supernatural or seem to be supernatural and we're just like what how is that possible you mm-hmm. know um, so there's a lot of very mysterious things, Lost-esque, Leftovers Season 2-esque um, weirdness to it. Uh, that, um, that, and, yeah, you know, I was pleasantly surprised. I'm going to say right off the bat, I, I really liked the, uh, the, first, the first episode. On a scale from 1 to 10? The first episode? Yes. I would, I would give it like an 8 or 9. 8 know, or 9, wow. Yeah, Better than Game yeah. of Thrones. <laughs> oh, yeah, much better than Game of Thrones <laughs> so far. I mean, we'll see what happens. But I mean, much much better than the, the later, the la- much better than the later seasons of Game of Thrones. I'm not going to say much better than like season one or something. Oh yeah, no, no, of course. But, well, I would give it a, a seven out of out of ten. It, it was above okay. average because uh, if a six is an average, five below, seven above average. I, I was thoroughly enjoyed, but there was a lot of. A lot of questions uh, with 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 yeah. a world like this because Watchmen's already established. So this is take this t- takes place yeah. many years after the original Watchmen movie and comic, and yeah. I just wish there was kind of a fish out of water type character that could explain certain things like red ferations and squ- squids raining down, and yeah. So so a few of those things like you have to get on the second watch, and I, I, I so I watched the episode twice mm. and. So there, there's a few things I kind of figured out. Um, so, so in the series, there's a random point in the middle of the story that has nothing to do with the rest of the story where it starts raining squid. Um, and that, the reason that seems so weird is uh, because a lot of people are going off of the Watchmen movie. And the Watchmen movie is a very faithful adaptation of the, of the Watchmen comic, probably the mm-hmm. most faithful adaptation of, of source material you'll probably ever see on screen. I don't know if I've ever seen anything as faithful as the Watchmen movie. 
I'm not saying it's perfect, but nothing, hardly anything adapted is very, is very close to what it's right. adapting. But Watchmen movie really, really tried to be faithful. And, but the one big major change they made is the ending. And so the ending of the original Watchmen comic is Osmandius teleports a large giant squid into the middle of New York, New York um, Times Square to make it seem like there's an alien invasion. And that, that fear of an alien invasion is what binds the world together um, at the end. That's in the comic. Which, was, which is the comic, which is Osmandius' plan. Right. Now, in the, in the movie, they change this, and they make it that uh, Osmandius has framed Dr. Manhattan and the entire world is going to unite behind the Dr. Manhattan threat. Um, and, and so uh, it doesn't, you know, a lot of people are like, well, that doesn't really make sense because Dr. Manhattan is American. Like, why would the whole world, and, and like a puppet of, like used by the American government, right. why would the entire world unite behind an American threat? But nonetheless, that's the big difference. And so the reigning squid is some sort of reference to the ending of the original Watchmen comic with the giant squid. Oh. We, we, we don't know why it's raining squid still 30 years later or, you know, whatever, because mm-hmm. I, I think Watchmen takes place in 1985 or something around there. And, and so we don't, we're not sure why or what's going on, but, uh, you know, something related to, to the squid. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, they, maybe they, you know, maybe the government's been doing it because they still need the, the squid threat to like keep the world together, you know, right. we still need to think that aliens are coming. There's a moment where they're inter- uh, inter- in, uh, interviewing or interrogating the guy, the white supremacist suspect in the pod, yes. yeah. and he, the, one of the inter- uh, inter- interrogators asks him, "Do you believe that you know certain uh, the U.S. government is carrying out interdimensional attacks?" And I'm like, "Interdimensional right. attacks? What?" So that's, that's probably the squid thing. Okay, I thought yes, and the that, show followed right. the movie. I didn't think it followed the comic. That's where I was a little confused. No, yeah, no, it's it's a follow up of the comic, and from what I can tell, it has elements of even the sequel comic, but not all of the elements. There's of the a sequel, sequel comic. comic. I did not even know that. So, in the DC universe, uh, the DC universe decided to pull Watchmen into their regular Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern universe. Oh. Right. I, 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 you could roll your eyes at it. Some people say like it w- it's a really stupid idea. I haven't read Doomsday Clock, um, which is the sequel series. Some people say that like it's actually really good. It's, um, I, I've heard really good reviews of Doomsday Clock, uh, though it seems such like a stupid concept to pull the Watchmen into the Superman universe. But nonetheless, in from Doomsday Clock, some of the elements are there, like. For instance, Robert Redford becoming president is from Doomsday Clock. Mm. Um, and additionally, I think in... So the original Watchmen comic uh, ends on a bit of a cliffhanger in that Rorschach's journal, which reveals everything, is in an inbox at a, um, at a journalist's like inbox. And that's kind of the end. And you're not sure if Rorschach's message is going to get out and spoil... Osmandius' plan for world peace. And I think in Doomsday Clock it does get out. And so here, if I'm going to guess what's going on is that Rorschach's journal did get out, but it's been treated like a conspiracy theory. Mm. 
Which is funny because, I mean, it's playing the world on its head. Like today, it's this world of like stupid conspiracies like QAnon and stuff. Right. You know, Pizzagate. And, and Benghazi. Yeah, Pizzagate and Benghazi. You know, all this fake stuff that, that like people just make up. And so this is funny, and you, you know, UFOs even. And this is funny in that the conspiracy theory out there is actually true, you know? <laughs> which, which is turning the whole thing on its head. Mm-hmm. Um, which gets into the politics, and we're going to definitely talk about the politics. But, but Oh, yeah. Um, there's been some reactions to it. Well, know? first off, this show opens up with the Tulsa, Oklahoma riots. And this is something yeah. I have I remember reading about in high school. Now, I'm a, I'm a history buff. I, I, I like history. I know about the Tulsa, Oklahoma riots. And when I saw in the scene, you know, the white people in airplanes shooting black people from like airplanes i kind of rolled my eyes like come on like they're totally like you know ramping this up for effect and i wikipedia did and they fucking used airplanes to kill these people in real life this yeah. really happened yeah. oh my god yeah that is ridiculous biggest, yeah a bit of history the uh the oklahoma the, the tulsa riots this, that was the biggest race riots in u.s history my hundreds god. hundreds of people hundreds of people died yeah. but from airplanes like are you out and, of your and mind? That's what's that's what's so brilliant about the beginning is they show that riot, which which is kind of forgotten in U.S. history. I'm surprised you learned about it in class. I never learned about it in class. Mm. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, they they showed those they showed the race riots, and then they the juxtaposition is with Oklahoma the musical, which is hilarious because Oklahoma the musical, which is which is a pretty tone-deaf musical. The Oklahoma City musical takes place only like less than 10 years before the Oklahoma City riots. And there's not a single black person in Oklahoma. And there's no references to black people in Oklahoma. There's a, there's a quick, there's a small reference to them being in the Indian territories and how it's, um, and how it's uh, dangerous to be in the Indian territories. But Oklahoma is a really tone deaf, I mean, beautiful, like wonderful music, great music, probably musically one of the best musicals of all time. Plot wise, just idiotic. That it takes place just a few years before those riots. It takes place in Indian territory where white people are moving in, taking land from American Indians. Um, it ha- takes place about cowboys where like, you know, something like 25% of cowboys were black, not a single black character. Mm. And yet, and so it's, it's, it's brilliant that they did that. Like, the, and you immediately go to black Oklahoma where all the characters are black, you know, and, and as this like statement of, and you know, of, of <laughs> it's, it's a lot of emotional stuff that you're pulling out all at once. And I was, I was pretty blown away. I was like, whoa, they're going there right off the bat. Which Watchmen went, up, went, went there right off the bat. Watchmen, the comic, is political. So when people are like, oh, oh it's so political. Have you read Watchmen? Watchmen's fucking political. <laughs> you know? We're, this is a political comic, a political subject, and they, they're going straight in. Yeah. So that, that's the one, that was my one thing that I noticed. I'm, I, I'm, I can definitely see a lot of people bitching that HBO is trying to bait, but you're right. The, the original Watchmen comic was very political, and even in the, in, in the movie, it, it, like, it, it's still there as well. But um, yeah. it's just, I don't remember Rorschach being a white supremacist. Rorschach, um, he is, so he is written in the original comic as a 
far right uh, like extremist who believes in moral absolutes. He's supposed to be in the same vein as like, he's supposed to be an Ayn Rand like lover believing in like individualism to an extreme and, 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 and stuff like that. Um, Alan Moore, of course, the creator of Watchmen is, is very left-wing and his, um, Rorschach is a, is a, is a, uh, is a, is based on a few is an amalgamation of various comic book characters that he, th he thinks of, that he thinks are, is ridiculous. Because obviously, obviously Watchmen is about comic book, if, if superheroes were real, it would be horrible. Mm -hmm. And they'd be, they'd, be they'd be abused by and used by the state and, and fascist powers and right-wing powers, and it, it, would, be a, it would be a mess. Um, Alan Moore is very left-wing, and he has heavy criticism of fascism and Ayn Rand-like thinking in Watchmen. Um, and so I'm actually surprised that the HBO series uh, goes a different route. There is certainly criticism of, of right-wing thinking, but there's also some definitely some criticism of left-wing thinking. Um, really, because I, I, I didn't get the criticism of left-wing thing. All I really got was, you know, this definitely seems like, uh, almost like liberal propaganda in a sense. That's what I've been hearing people say. And see, this is, this is, this. I, you know, I've seen a lot of people talking about this, and it's like, they, they I mean, I think it's, it's select, your people are being selective. Like, I, if you remember, at the beginning of the series, like, a, a cop is shot because he can't, he doesn't have permission to use his firearm. Now, you know, like control and accountability for police officers tends to be, you know, a, a left-wing kind of issue, while right-wingers tend to be like, oh, we need to let police be police, and, you know, these criminals need to be, you know, beaten into place, like if you're going to super extreme thinking. Right, right. And, the, and that's the, the one idea, thing I noticed, too, because right, the police the, are normally accused of being white supremacists, but here it's like they're at each other's right. throats. Right. I mean, that's the thing is they've turned the table on that. Mm -hmm. um, but that idea that police have to go through these, these like official bureaucratic circles. Remember, he walks up to the, to the guy and he has to ask permission to turn on his camera mm -hmm. to record the whole thing. And then he goes back and he has to ask permission to get his gun out, and it's delayed. And because it's delayed, he's unable to get into position and defend himself, and it's shot. Now, I mean, that's a severe criticism of, of you know, of, uh, you know, this sort of, uh, I don't know, accountability of police going too far. Right. You know, like, would we really want a police officer to be, to be you know, hindered by such bureaucratic hurdles that he can't defend himself? And... I mean, right there, that's criticism of, of left-wing thinking, right, right off the bat. So I, I don't get, like, and I, I, you know, I have a long list of things in, in this that, like, for instance, the reparations. The Redfords. The Red, yeah, but it's just Redford. It's reparations done under Redford, uh, Robert Redford. I mean, there's heavy criticism of, of reparations in the episode. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it, it, it was implemented so poorly. Or the fact that, like, in the comic book, Richard Nixon has been president for, like, he's on his fifth term. He's still president in 1985. And it's a criticism of right-wing fascists. But the fact that in this, Robert Redford has been president for 20 years, and he's a Democrat, you know, shows that, like, 
you know, oh, left wingers would do the same thing. They would they would they would stay in power just as long. Ah, so, yeah. But, you know, like you know, all of a sudden you're you know you're doing you're doing the reverse. You know, and or they'd implement they would implement some sort of like well-meaning social program without thinking it through, like like reparations. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at, with, so so they're hitting they're hitting the, the right wing stuff, but they're also getting their licks in with the left wing stuff too. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and the fact that the fact that it's like, oh, isn't it anti-right wing? It's like the enemies are like white white supremacists. Like, really? Like, you're angry at a show for like painting white supremacists as the enemy? Like, Jesus Christ! Next thing you're gonna like, like Indiana Jones is fucking liberal propaganda, you know, because he's killing Nazis. Right? Like, come on. <laughs> Come fucking on. Like I said, I, I would have to give it a, a 7 out of 10. The uh, closing of the episode, which we'll get to in a minute, it didn't close like the first episode of Game of Thrones did, where I had to watch the next episode immediately. It was, okay, I'm willing to go into episode 2. This so far is okay. Not bad, not bad. Uh, I, I'm intrigued now. I want to see how the rest plays out. It's good, but it's 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 not like, whoa, I need to just watch it now good, which is something normally HBO does very well, actually. They did it with Westworld. They did it with Thrones. Um, but I'm not really getting that feeling here. Once again, not bad. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I'll have to see what happens. But uh, all the characters uh, so far are, are, are actually pretty pretty awesome and pretty pretty funny in their own right. I mean, yeah. um, they have um, the woman who, um, Regina King, she, right. if, if you're a fan of... Oscar the, winner, yeah. Yeah, if you're a fan of the Boondocks, she does the voice of Huey and Riley. She's, uh, she's, she's, she's also in The uh, Leftovers. She was in Leftovers Season 2. She's a <laughs> cast member in Leftovers Season 2, yeah. <laughs> she was also, she was also from, if, you, if you're really old, you, you, you know her from 227. But uh, <laughs> I, I have no idea what that is, but I, I liked oh. her as Sister Knight. She was fantastic. Um, Don Johnson as uh, Crawford, the, the, yeah. the chief. The, I liked him. I thought he was great. It's a shame what happens to him at the very end, but I really liked him. Big, yeah, um, yeah, spoiler. Yeah, but yeah, we, we uh, he, I mean, I think that's supposed to parallel the comedian dying, mm. you know, because, well, he it, it, it's definitely paralleling the comedian dying, but like. Um, the comedian dies at the beginning of Watchmen to spark the whole thing into motion. But like, and then his blood drips on his smiley face badge that he wears. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the symbol of Watchmen in the beginning. Right. And here at the end, the blood drops on his, his police badge. So, I mean, yes, he's supposed to parallel. Like the death of Don Johnson is supposed to parallel the, the death of the comedian. And how the whole thing starts down. The yeah, whole story. Exactly. And the one surprise that was Jeremy Irons as uh, Ozymandias, which is weird because we see the older man, the older black man, who I... Of course, they never say he's Ozymandias, you know. They, but they don't, <laughs> but yeah. And they say um, Ozymandias' his real name is Adrian Veidt? V- 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 yeah, something like that. Something like yeah. that. And uh, the older black man, who I'm assuming is the black kid from like the very beginning of the, of the show, yeah. he's reading newspaper that says Ozymandias, Veidt, uh, v- 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 whatever his name is, Conf- declared dead, confirmed dead. So, but yeah. then you see him this. So, ha- Ozymandias is like the this really smart guy, right? He's the genius, if I remember correctly. Right. So I'm assuming he yes. made his own like supercomputer and he uploaded his brain in there because that's the only explanation for it, unless he's like secluded. But the two the two servants he has kind of almost make it like they they AI. Off, right? Yeah, they're like their yeah. AI. 
Yeah, or robots or mm-hmm. something. Something like there's that. Something, there's something severely off about them. Right. So, yeah, no, the show itself, I just, I, I need to see more of it to really get truly invested. But my, my interest is Pete. The, the whole scene with them on the farm, I felt bad for the cows, of course. I hate seeing animals get, like, yeah. killed, even if it's CGI. I totally forgot about that scene. Yeah. That was crazy scene. But the fact that they have, like, a machine gun there, there's, the whole war with the cops, the cops have to wear, like, the face, like... Here's the thing. But I wonder why. That's another question. Why did you know? Why the cops have have an owl um, uh, helicopter? Right. The the fucking owl thing. I remember that from the movie. Like that's so. That was so cool. And I gotta say, like, I, I'm Brazilian. I was born in Brazil, and you know, you can look up. You can look up right now if you go on on certain websites that are you know not kosher. Um, you can see a lot of you know really gruesome stuff, and a lot of the times it's from Brazil. You usually an off-duty cop, if you know what mm. I'm talking about. And uh, yeah. in Brazil, uh, if you're you know if you've ever seen Spinal Tap, Brazil is a lot like the United States, but turned up to an eleven. Like every problem the U.S. Mm. has is amplified in Brazil, and I feel like this is something that could ha- possibly happen in Brazil with the cops, and actually kind of does happen, where the cops kind of have a war, not against white supremacists, but against, like, you know, uh, giant ghettos called favelas, and and it really is yeah. kind of like this, like the scene with the cattle, uh, the cattle ranch, where they're, like, using machine guns, like, heavy-duty military-grade weapons against police, that actually does happen in Brazil. Uh, obviously, we all think that couldn't happen in the United States, maybe, but... I remember a few years back where, you know, all this, like, Mike Brown, the whole Mike Brown riots and stuff. A couple weeks later, uh, a couple of police officers were shot execution style in New York City, almost like in retaliation Mm. or something. Like, stuff like this could happen in the U.S. as well. It really could. Yeah, and of course, the the big question is, like, what the hell happened? Like, how, like, there's so many mysteries, like... We we know that we know that Osmandius has a plan. Mm-hmm. We just don't know what it is and like how it relates to any of this. How why is a hundred and five year old man or whatever based on the previews is one hundred five? Like how is he still alive? How did he hang the you know Don Johnson? No idea. You so know? There, what are what, wait, hold what on. are the what are the Rorschach gang up to? Yeah, right. The, the Seven Calvary. So is is it confirmed that the black guy really the old black man really did hang? Um, no, but that's what that's what it, you know. They're at least the the first what you're first supposed to think because but. How does an old man in a wheelchair do something like that? Right. I have no idea. I thought that the 7th Cavalry might have done it, and he just got there. But when Don Johnson, when uh, Crawford, the chief, when uh, he's leaving his house and he's putting on his his outfit, it kind of pans in on a picture of him and another man. Like, what was an ominous music is in the background? What was that about? Yeah, I had no idea. Additionally, when, when he decided to put on the outfit, um, that made me think of A Few Good Men where... I don't know if you remember A Few Good Men, but there's a scene in which t- uh, Tom Cruise wants a guy to to testify. And he sa- the guy says, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll testify. And then he goes home, puts on, decks himself out in his, in his, in his finest uniform with all of his medals on, and then commits suicide. Mm, yeah, I remember that. And so like, when, when Don Johnson was like putting on his, his outfit and, to look really nice, I was like, does he, does he know he's off to his death? Like, but that just crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, why, why would he need to put on his outfit, his best outfit, to go to the hospital to check on, his, on, his, uh, on the other cop? I don't know. But, but it was I, odd. I'm assuming the whole thing here, because you're right, it does parallel the comedian dying. That's how it starts the whole, the whole series. Mm. I think this is, you know, 
that's where Sister Knight, Regina King's character, she's going to go down the rabbit hole with Crawford's murder. I'm assuming it's going to reveal that Crawford really is a part of the 7th Calvary, and he's trying to, like, escalate things. That's what I'm assuming. That's my theory of the whole yeah. thing, at least. But, um, no, I really like that character. I was just confused with that one part. Like, he's kissing his wife goodbye. He's putting a, then it pans in on that picture of him and another man. I guess maybe his son or... or I, I, eh. And or maybe his his dad or something. I have no idea, but I assume yeah. the seventh Calvary was the one that came in and killed him. As as, right. as retaliation. I mean, you're, you do you think that? Yeah, you think Don Johnson is secretly bad. I think jo- Don Johnson is could be a part of the seventh Calvary, or maybe. I don't, mm, I don't. I don't know how you would explain that. Maybe he's just really good at being undercover when he was in the owl yeah. ship and he, he blew up those. Uh, White supremacist. I mean, mm, I don't know. Mm. I mean, it was better than... I mean, the big thing is that... I mean, the 7th Calvary is willing to kill themselves and kill their own in, or, in order to keep their secrets. Right. So the fact that he, like, went in there and, like, messed up with her with her flying in order to um, destroy the guys and kill them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would make sense. It would make sense to me if Don Johnson actually, like, was bad and was was part of the Seventh Cavalry and fake, it staged his own death. Like they rolled out, they rolled out the the old black guy in order to like make it look like it was you know that he was the one doing it to to spark you know tensions. Um, you know, they, yeah, that would make sense. He was just also like too good of a character, wasn't he? You know, I think so. I just a little too good. I, I like the character. The character was 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 fairly awesome. But um, no, I. It's just, hmm. Like I said, I can't, I, I can't really give the show more than a seven because, as much oh. as I like the whole political aspect of it, I don't. I just need to see more because we could have another Westworld season two on our hands where it just goes in a very pretentious route. Westworld season two, looking back on it, I didn't like it as much as season one. They, <laughs> it, it, it's, no. and and forgive me for being vulgar. It's almost like they put their own heads up their own asses and just just smelling their own farts. Like it just it just feels very pretentious. Westworld season two and and wasn't David uh, is it David or Damon Lindelof? Damon wasn't he a, Damon. wasn't he a part of the writing team for Westworld season two? Uh, uh, I'll have to look that up. Um... Because when it comes to so, when a lot of these guys, they, they 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 usually do the same thing from series to series. That's my one problem. I don't want it to be Westworld season two because so far it's no, good. No, I, I don't see I don't see this. I just see him. Leftovers. Then he did something called Phineas and Ferb, mm. and now he's the the creator and, creator and showrunner of West West of Watchmen. Okay, good, good, good. Because that's what I'm afraid of. I don't want it to get, to get too pretentious. I don't want it to get like too up on itself, you know. And uh, yeah. but no, so far so good. Hopefully we can keep on this. And and from the trailer that we got a, a month or two ago. Um, they're gonna touch on on some of the stuff that happened with other characters, like uh, yeah. Mister. Is it Mister or Doctor Manhattan? Doctor Manhattan. Doctor Manhattan. They're gonna t- they're gonna touch on stuff with that. I hope we get a, a, a you know more of an update on other characters beyond Ozymandias. The Rorschach thing really yeah. took me for a surprise because I don't remember him being a white supremacist. But what you say about him being like on the well, far right he's, and all that? Well, he's super. He's he's super right wing. Right. Like he's a super. It's he's supposed to be an, an extremist. Like you know, mm-hmm. um, a right wing extremist. Like in, in the original Watchmen, he talks about like the, you know the horrible liberals and da 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 and you know all of this. Like he, 
which is which is really weird considering he's the protagonist and narrator of the Watchmen comic book, you know, mm-hmm. like or uh, the closest there is to a protagonist and he's just a, he's just such a fucking horrible piece of shit. <laughs> Um, but like at the same time, like you somehow find yourself because he's the protagonist, like a bit rooting for him, which is kind of, you know, twisted, you know, but, um, but yeah, I mean, like I say, kind of, it's kind of weird how his gang or the, the, the seventh cavalry wears his mask and, and, you know, these, these QAnon kind of, you know, weirdos like are in, are in a delusional territory, but if, if they actually believe that um, that Osmandius like you know faked everything with uh, with uh, you know the events of Watchmen you know and that there's a big conspiracy. Well, they're, they're correct. There is a big conspiracy, but <laughs> but we'll see we'll see if that pulls in. You know, people discovering that. The one thing I'm actually super surprised that is that they chose Tulsa, Oklahoma as the central setting for this series. Because normally it would be like a place like Chicago or Miami or New York yeah. City or Los yeah. Angeles. But Tulsa, Oklahoma, that's a very interesting place to really start Watchmen. Because that's not really what I think I of. mean, I... I loved. I mean, I, I I said the same thing. I was like, how how is how are they going to have this in Tulsa and why? And then when they showed the riots and the play, and I was like, uh, and the musical, I was like, oh, I get it. Like it's, it is it is a big statement because it, you know it, you know it doesn't even have to be Oklahoma. It can be, we could be talking about all of America. And like, I think so. The Watchmen series. Is, takes place in 1985, and the reason it takes place in 1985 is that it's making a statement about um, the big problem at, in 1985, which was the Cold War and, and nuclear war, and you know this idea that you know nuclear war could happen between the U.S. and the Soviet Union, and that's the big issue. Like, how do you bring peace? And Osmandius wanted to bring peace. Now, he does it in a really fucked up roundabout way, but you know. That's what it was all about, um, and it was a pretty fucked up world. Uh, and then, so you have to say, like, well, today, 2019, like, what's what's the big, you know, issue? What's the big thing that's 2019? And you know, I'd, I would I would say that like, you know, racism and and these white supremacist groups and like the rise of of nationalism, of white supremacy. Yeah, what these the rise of white nationalists and everything is 2019. Like that's that's the the issue today. And so if you're making if you're making the new Watchmen series in 2019, and we're talking about the big issues that are that are tearing uh, the country apart, like you know. See, this is um, where this is where I I gotta this is where I, I break off with you, and I gotta disagree. I think I think yeah, it is an issue. It is a big issue. But our biggest issue, yeah. no, I think the inequality is is a huge issue. I mean. It's it's only recently that everybody forgot about the Panama Papers and how all these fucking companies and and you know bigwigs are screwing people over and that's that's really the big the big thing there for me the biggest issue right now in the U S is the whole inequality thing and uh, and I mean I I I, I agree with you um, but the problem is is that 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 it manifests in the other because of scapegoating I mean it's sort of like uh, you know. I mean, even if we go to World War II, like, okay, was the problem really uh, racism in Germany? Well, it became a problem because the Jews were scapegoated. You know, like, things, things were tough. Times were tough for certain Germans, and certain Germans needed a scapegoat, and so they chose the scapegoat as the Jews. 
And so in America, certain people, you know, have been left behind and they scapegoat immigrants and they scapegoat black people, you know, and, and, you know, that's the real issue. So, I mean, I agree with you that the issue is inequality, but it, it manifests, you know, in a different way because of what people blame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, may, may, and maybe, maybe they're going to get into that. I hope they do. Cause, cause I was looking at like when they, so if you go back and watch again and you figure out like what's going on with Robert Redford's um, reparations, the, the the Redford Asians, uh, I, I don't know how to how they said it in the. Uh, Red, I think Redforations. Redforations. So there's a scene in the in the um, in the when he's doing the interview, the um, the interrogation, where he asks, "Should all Americans pay taxes?" And I think what happened is Robert Redford said that descendants of slaves don't have to pay taxes. Um, and that's the reparation mechanism. If he did do that, it's really stupid because the people that are most in need of help from reparations are the really poor. And the really poor aren't going to be paying, being, aren't going to be paying taxes in the first place. Mm -hmm. So the people that are going to like make off on that would be like wealthier black people would get money if it were black, you know, Descendants of slaves don't have to pay taxes, while like poorer people wouldn't get really much at all. And so it, it's a really kind of stupid. That's why I saw some criticism in there. I was like, that's a really stupid way to implement reparations. Um, I understand why it would be done because you wouldn't need any money up front. You just say, oh, you know, okay, descendants of slaves don't have to pay taxes, and that's the reparations. But like I say, if you're super poor, you don't pay taxes in the first place. Mm-hmm. So you're not you're not you're not giving them any help at all, and so that does get into like inequality and poverty and and those issues. You and know? but I don't who who knows if they'll touch. And on, on the topic of red ferations, like I like I like that the show snuck in little things like that. Like when she's in the classroom and she's talking about her time in I believe it was Vietnam, uh, and and the teacher says, "Oh, how long were you there? Were you there before it was a state?" Oh, what? Vietnam's a state? Whoa, yeah. that's that's yeah, a little crazy. Yeah. And apparently after Nixon, we did get President Ford, I believe. And then then right. it was Redford. Then Robert yeah. Redford. So the, I like, like cool little stuff like that. You know, uh, watching on the TV, we see... Because it sounds, it sounds like that Nixon probably dies of old age at some mm. point. And then I'm trying to think when... Uh, let me look up real quick. Um, um, when Nixon goes down. When Nixon dies of natural causes... Oh yeah, no. It actually said that um, Redford's been president for twenty years, so uh, that makes sense. That Nixon dies of natural causes in nineteen ninety four, so Ford is his vice president, so he's going to take over, and then Ford is going to lose um, eventually to Robert Redford uh, in in an mm-hmm. election. That makes sense. Yeah. So no, but I like I like the little stuff like that. On TV, we see Doctor Manhattan. He's still on Mars building sandcastles. Yeah, or something. Yeah, we only saw that for a uh-huh. second, and then they, they saw the sandcastle, and then we saw it like explode or something. So, the squid yeah. thing. Thank you for clearing that up. I was like, well, the squid thing. Like, is that going to get explained? Because <laughs> I didn't. I'm not familiar with the comics. I'm familiar with the movie. I think most people are as well. So the squid thing was a little uh, off to me. But um, no, so far I have high hopes for the show. Is this going to be Game of? Uh, is this going to be HBO's new Game of Thrones? Fuck no. Um, but it has the potential to be something. 
uh, pretty nice and stand out. This this is something. Yeah. I was expecting them to remake Watchmen, but they're doing a sequel to it. Which, okay, I'm willing to give it a shot. So far, it's good. Hopefully, it can keep surprising me because. I don't know, we only got a few characters. We didn't get too many characters. And I gotta say, they keep putting stuff on, on their heads. I would love it if, at the end, by the end of the show, we were rooting for the 7th Cavalry because they're the ones in the right. Despite being white supremacists and having this fuck up view of, fucked up view of the world, they're the ones who are in the right somehow. Like, I would love it if they just, just did that, you know? Switched it on his head like you keep saying. Right. I mean, I imagine that if it's Osmandius, he, that that he's the one pulling the strings and that something's going to, you know. I mean, if Osmandius needs to bring world peace again, how is he going to bring world peace again? I don't know what, what he's going to... Because apparently the world peace didn't, didn't hold. I mean, you know? well, it kind of... The world's still tearing itself It kind of did. I mean, the Soviet Union, we don't really know the, state, the status of the United States versus the Soviet Union. Like, if they're allies now or... Uh, you know what it is, right? Did, it, did they did they fall apart? You know, in 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 eighty nine. You know, and we don't know. But, right? Um, did the Berlin Wall fall in eighty nine? Did the Soviet Union fall apart in ninety? Uh, uh, it's it's hard hard to say on this on this alternate. Right, history. and this is why I love these alternate reality like U.S. stuff. Like this is Man in the High Castle. I really enjoy. I, it's just. I really like Man in the High Castle, like the alternate world where Japan and Germany won against the Allies and they split the entire globe in half between territories amongst themselves. And yeah, uh, I just yeah. love learning about like what happened to these territories, what's going on in Canada and Australia and, you know, so, la, la, la. And here, I'm really curious to know what's going on with the Soviet Union. Is it still the Soviet Union? Is it Russia now? Yeah. Uh, did we finally make Canada the, you know, a couple of states like we should, totally should? Um, you know, did we, did we finally buy Finland or Greenland? Um, no, I, <laughs> I would love to know stuff like that. And I would, and I hope they go crazy with it because I, yeah. I also, I want before we end this, I also wanted to ask you one thing. So do you think, mm -hmm. do you think this was originally the plan for the Watchmen sequel series on HBO to be so heavily influenced by today's race baiting politics because it is a little race baiting let's be honest well and, it has to be like i said like like well, well here's the thing why does it have to be it yeah. does it have to be because confederate is no longer happening because remember that was originally like no, a thing with david no, dan it, ha it has to be because it has to be because like it well it has to be heavily political no, like, no, I, I know that, but but with race involved yeah. as much as it is, my thinking here is that HBO originally wanted something uh, thought-provoking in regards to race, and Confederate was going to be that thing, but I guess HBO broke off with Dave and Dan after they got uh, an enormous deal mm -hmm. from like Netflix and Disney. I think it was Netflix or yeah. iTunes or, Nef or Amazon. I forgot which one. I think it was Amazon. But um, originally, we were supposed to get Confederate, and obviously, we're not getting that anymore because that was going to be HBO's race-baiting show. So I do you think that they this this whole race thing with Watchmen was always a part of the original concept for the sequel series or is this something well, like I say you needed something you needed something political and you needed something as big and hard hitting as nuclear war. Mm. And you know that's that's the thing it has to be an issue that large. And you're right maybe it could have been classism, you know. But anything else just wouldn't have felt as big. Personal, you know. Yeah, and emotional and, like, with the high stakes. Right. We needed high stakes, you know? Like, I, uh, I hear they, they redid Red Dawn, 
And in, I think in this new Red Dawn, like North Korea tries to invade America or something instead of the Soviet Union. And you're like, you, you can't go that way because the Soviet Union was this huge power. North Korea invading, that's stupid. They're this tiny little country. I think it was they China, maybe. May, uh, let me let me let me let me look at it real up real quick. But um, Red Dawn 2012. Even if it was China, it's still not big enough. Like it's mm. still not as threatening. Um, no, it's 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 North Korea. <laughs> oh, is it really North Korea? <laughs> yeah. How? North How would Korea that ever even happen? Okay. Yeah, right. You know. So, so it's even. There. So. You need something as big, mm-hmm. and so and something as emotional and scary um, as as nuclear war. And so, yeah, you could perhaps do classism, but you know, I I think that there's there's something big and and emotional about um, and provocative mm-hmm. about you know race. And so, yeah, you you, you know people get oh. You know, is race baiting? I, I mean, if you're gonna do a show about the Watchmen, it's got to be political, right. and it's got to be hard hitting, mm-hmm. and it's you know, it's it's got to make big uh, criticism. In fact, I think, like I say, I think they've they've gone the other way and, and are taking shots at the left at the same time, which which Watchmen comic did not do. <laughs> the Watchmen comic just straight up made made Republicans fascists right. and Nixon the worst the worst human being that it, that has ever existed. And like anyone that follows Ayn Rand's kind of thinking, a monster, um, you know. So, yeah, that's uh, I don't know. I just think it's funny that people are like, people are like, oh man, HBO, their agenda, their anti anti white nationalist agenda. <laughs> like, well, you're always gonna have those YouTubers who you know they need to bait, and you know I I know a couple of those YouTubers who have railed against Captain Marvel and, you know, Rey in The the Last Jedi and stuff like that. And most of them don't even believe it. They just make those videos ripping apart those characters for the clicks clicks and for the money because the money is there. The money is, is like, truly there. And uh, I know a couple of those YouTubers, and that's essentially what I, you know, what I've been told. But, um, no, would you recommend Watchmen? I would recommend it. It's not for everyone, though. Absolutely. It's, it's, like, this is not for everyone. This is not one of those shows where... This is not one of those shows where I could easily recommend to everyone. If you like the movie, you'll like the show. Yeah, now that gets into some really weird shit, by the way. Because, so, it's it's a good thing that that um, the movie was done so faithfully and that, the, the, that there wasn't done with much influence from Zack Snyder. Because Zack Snyder is a right-wing Anne Rind... And, uh, and, and Ryan Delora. He is. And yeah, and that's what's so amazing is that Watchmen, this incredibly left-wing comic book, is adapted by this 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 right-wing guy. Um, and if you need if you need to like, you know, what he did do is he 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 put all of his political beliefs into fucking Man of Steel, mm. which is why like Man of Steel is so weird where you have like Superman's dad telling him like, "You don't owe the world anything." It's like, "What?" <laughs> like <laughs> How is that a Superman belief? Like Superman believes in like that he that he has to protect the world and that he owes the world everything and and you know they raised him and it was wonderful and he has to protect them and you know his parents being like whatever you're on your own you don't own, you don't you don't owe the own the owe the world anything and you're like what you know like so 
it's it was really really weird that you had this guy that didn't that didn't understand or agree with uh, Alan Moore's vision adapting his movie, and luckily he adapts it really faithfully and as well as he could possibly do. Mm-hmm. If he put any more of himself in it, it would have spoiled. Right. Yeah. It's 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 really weird. It's really weird because like the fact that Rorschach is specifically based on someone that follows Ayn Rand and the fact that Zack Snyder is a fan of her work. It's really weird that like a him of all people was chosen. But oh, the re- the ending result so. though was, you know, not bad. I I remember no, it wasn't my favorite movie, but it was it was one of those movies where I'd probably watch it one more time in my life, and if I never did again, I wouldn't complain. Like it was not, it was it wasn't yeah. like Goodfellas, you know, level of what, re, replayability, you know, like it was good, but it wasn't like oh my god, I need to watch this again. It's not like Lord of the Rings well, extended edition good where I watch that every year. Yeah, I mean that's another thing is that like when you adapt something, like a movie has a certain has a certain. Uh, flow and pace that you need to have to fit what you want into two hours. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have, you know, a 12-issue comic book series, that's different. You're going to have little, you're going to have 12 different ups and downs before you get to your climax. You're not going to have first act, second act, third mm-hmm. act like a movie does. You know, it, it, so by definition, none of these, these adaptations of books and, and comic books can really work um, because the structure of a movie is different from the, the structure of a comic book or a book. But, you know, whatever. It, it was about as good as one could right. get. I, I don't, you know, I don't know if it could have done be, been done better. Um, but yeah, the show, I would recommend it. Um, it's not for everyone. So check out the, I would, if, if you're kind of, you know, a little hesitant, check out the first episode, the second and third. If by the third you're not hooked, then you feel free to back out. Um, the one thing that I... I, it, I, I have a hard time recommending this show to people outside the U.S. Because this is definitely targeting a U.S. audience. And people outside the U.S. Yeah, they wouldn't get it. Yeah. Everybody yeah. outside the, you wouldn't uh, get it. the U.S., like, unless you're, like, you're really caught up in U.S. politics, even people, I know a lot of people from outside the U.S. who, who say, like, the United States is obsessed with, obsessed with race. Like, people outside the U.S. are not as obsessed with race as much as the U.S. is. And that's understandable. You know, the U.S. is a melting pot. Other places, not as much. I get it. Um, but I would give it... U.S. had, US had slavery, you know, <laughs> kind of big deal. <laughs> oh, come on. Like, a lot of other countries have had slaveries in their past. Like, that's... I hate... Right, but this is, this is what, you know... I hate when people say that. Like, like slavery... Like, almost every single, like, group of people have had slaves in their, in, in their past. Like, come on. Like, it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I, 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 would, I would recommend people... Either wait until episode three comes out or watch it week by week and see if you enjoy it or give it the three episode test. If you're outside the U.S., give it the three episode test. Even if you're in the U.S., same thing. But I would recommend it. Um, It's actually a a pretty interesting thing. We need more alternate U.S., like alternate reality versions of like, you know, the real world. I like stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I would give it a seven out of ten. You would give it an eight or nine out of ten? Yeah, I thought it was really strong, um, but you know, I, 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 I like all the actors. I, I like the subject matter. I think it's I think it's pretty thought provoking. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if, I mean, yeah, if you're if you're if you're not American, it's it's gonna be tougher. But I mean, yeah, yeah, the rest of the world, a lot of a lot of the world had slavery, but they didn't fight a big bloody civil war. True, over it. Um, true, and that's what you know. Yeah, 
But uh, guys, thank you so much for watching us. We will be back next week with episode two. Stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, once again, thank you so much and have a good one.